Always, uh, why can't every day, every day be like Christmas? Just think about that.
Christmas Eve Eve. We're glad you're here. Christmas Eve Eve. Yes, we're celebrating Christmas Eve. So Eve. welcome everyone. If you're a guest with us tonight, we're so thankful that you're here. Uh, maybe you haven't been here in quite a while. We're so thankful that you've come back. And uh, there's a little gift for you out there hanging on the tree, I think. If uh, you would take one of those and remember, remember Salem Fields Community Church Christmas Eve Eve, right? We just made that up. But that's truly what it is. So uh, it's so good to have you here, and we really welcome good you. To have you here. Yes. So I want to tell you about the schedule that we have. Of course, you're here tonight. Tell your friends about tomorrow night. We've got two services tomorrow night, and uh, that's going to be a, a great time. Also, next Sunday, we're going to have our celebration service. I don't know if we have that slide. Yeah, I think we do. But the celebration service is an opportunity to have baptisms. If you've never been baptized, this will be a great time to do it. Uh, child dedications are always incredible because children are being dedicated to the Lord. We have communion together, the Lord's Supper, and uh, testimonies. And it's just a great, exciting time. Now, uh, that Sunday, there will only be one service, and that'll be at 11 o'clock. So uh, that'll be part of kind of the holiday no schedule that we have. Service. No Saturday night service. And uh, that's going to be exciting. So the two services tomorrow evening, and then next Sunday, 11 o'clock. Also, you want to tell them about the giving bucket? Yeah, we have out in the four years of lead tonight, there's a giving bucket. You don't have to give in this. It's a Christmas offering that we take. And that Christmas offering is money that we use to minister to people here in our community that uh, are less fortunate than we are, many of us, and uh, also supports ministry around the world. And uh, so every dollar that comes in that offering, we don't use it here at Salem Fields Community Church, but we use it to um, just help people and uh, help people that need help and also to share real hope with people everywhere around the world. So if you want to give in that, and you can drop some cash in there, you can drop a check in, make that out to Salem Fields, and also there's credit card and debit card machines in the foyer if you got a whole lot you want to give. That would be great. And so don't feel pressured to give. Give uh, because you just want to celebrate Jesus with a Christmas offering. That's right. And I get to tell you about right after the service, well, at the end of the service, it's actually part of the service, uh, we're going to have a beautiful time of worship together, and my prayer is that you will hear from the Lord tonight and that you will worship the King. But as we leave tonight, we're going to have some lanterns uh, that are lit by fire, and they'll be out, and we'll kind of celebrate a 
silent night out there. We don't know exactly how it's going to go, but here's what I wanted to explain to you. We did these one other time, and there is nothing more beautiful than these fire lanterns going up into the air and watching them take off, but we learned they were illegal to do. So we, so we, we decided to go ahead and break the and law anyway. We almost burned down a couple of sheds. <laughs> So we said, you know, maybe we better not do that this time. So we decided we wanted the lanterns anyway, but they're tethered. They're tethered out there. So uh, we're going to try to keep them to the ground, and they may not do what they were intended to do, but we're going to have those lanterns, and we'll continue to worship out there and just uh, remember what this time of year is all about. Now, you see the staff gathering behind me, right? Do they look shy? I'm telling you, the staff... Oh, look, come on up here, you guys. It's so funny how they fade into the background. And go out here. See, these are the, these are the people. I just, I just want to tell you that I I'm I'm lead the staff, and I just love these guys. We have developed relationships. <laughs> they have, I'm not even going to go on. <laughs> I can already see they're doing this. So are you, do you have little... Uh, Gift time? No, you are, you're giving a gift to the people. I mean. A gift of, oh, okay. Jody's going to lead us in. All right. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. Good tidings for Christmas and a Happy New Year. Now bring me some figgy pudding. Merry Christmas. That was your gift. Aren't you blessed? I'll tell you, you can count on this staff. You can trust them. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to continue to worship, so let's stand together.
Thank you. You can be seated. Yeah. 
hustle and bustle, can it? That's why it's so nice to come and do what we're doing here tonight. Even for us that have to be up here, it's a beautiful time to worship together. Well, I heard about a woman just recently that was out, uh, was it you, Charity? You were out shopping and you had all these packages in your, <laughs> no, it wasn't, but she was doing her Christmas shopping and she was just tired of all the fighting. She was tired of the crowded mall. She was tired of standing in lines and waiting forever and then the package was sold out. It can get frustrating, can it? And the, the woman had lots of packages in her arms and she was backing into the elevator door and the, the elevator was full of people and the occupants were kind of grumpy and uh, there was small space and, and somebody from the back of the elevator said, whoever is responsible for this Christmas thing needs to be hung up and shot and whatever. And someone from the back of the elevator said, 
Well, you don't have to worry. They already crucified him. Gotcha. <laughs> so there is a lot of hustle and bustle that happens. And, and the thing that we really need to remember this, this season is what this is really all about. And I know that we know that in our heads, but to really allow our hearts to catch up and understand that this is really about one verse in the Bible that says God loved us so much that he sent the most precious gift that he could to everybody. That anybody that would choose to believe in him could have life forever. You know, I was just talking to someone tonight and I said, man, I'm looking forward to heaven. That's going to be the ultimate worship party and uh, time to be together. And I have that promise that says, I've got eternal life because I've chosen to believe and accept him as my personal savior. And God sent that son, his son, for all of us to be able to have opportunity to believe in him. So welcome to Salem Fields and Merry Christmas on this Christmas Eve Eve. And you've probably got your plans and you know what's going to happen in the next couple days. But I heard another little story about Jim. And he was, he was the town drunk. And he was at his wit's end. And he didn't have any money for the barest necessities. And he got down on his knees and he began to pray to the Lord, this emotional prayer. And he said, Dear Lord, please, all I want, all I'm asking for is to put some food on the table. If you would do that and get, some, get a couple of gifts for my kids nothing else and I'll buy the booze myself so don't have to worry about that see this is we bring that up and we've been talking about that for quite a while because there's a word world's way to get lit and we talked about that a couple of weeks ago but this series is called get lit this Christmas that's our series we've been talking about that for a couple of weeks and our key verse has been this and that's why we use these illustrations it says don't be drunk with wine because it will ruin your life. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, Buddy and I have a translation of that for this series here on Christmas Eve, this message. And it's this. Don't get lit with wine this Christmas because ultimately it could ruin your life. But get lit by the Holy Spirit. And that's what this is all about. Once again, we're gathering here tonight to celebrate and we celebrate the birth of Jesus. That's really what this time of year is all about. You all look great. You're all showered up, cleaned up. You smell good. You got your Christmas clothes on. I especially love this front row right here. They're looking good over here, aren't they? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't know why you're here tonight. Uh, maybe it is, have you ever asked yourself why you do this? Is it just a tradition that you've done? Maybe... Uh, you learned it when you were growing up in your home, or it's tradition. You just do it because of tradition, or maybe it's just a habit. You know, there are some of you here that have a habit of going to church, or uh, you may be part of this church community, or you may be part of another church family. It's just the habit that you have of going to church, and so you find yourself celebrating the birth of Jesus in church, or, or maybe, um, maybe somebody begged you to be here. Maybe you're here because you were pressured. 
And there's always at least one person like that. Uh, somebody begged you to come to church because maybe you're a child that's home for the holidays and you want to go to church with your parents or uh, you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a wife or a husband. I see people looking around and saying, were you pressured to come here? <laughs> and maybe you felt obligated. And if you are here because of that reason, then I want to commend you because somebody really cares about you and you were willing to do what they asked you to do. And so I think that's, I think that's pretty awesome of you. But here's the thing. It really doesn't matter how you got here. It, di it really doesn't matter why you're here because this is what I know. Nobody is here tonight. Nobody is online with us tonight by accident. We were drawn here. We didn't just make a decision, oh, I think I'll go to Christmas Eve, Eve at Salem Fields Community Church. There, the Holy Spirit draws us. And for whatever reason that is, we're here for a purpose. Because he wants every single one of us to have the opportunity to get lit his way, to get lit God's way through the Holy Spirit. We're not here by accident. He wants you to get lit in a way that you have never imagined possible. If that's if you've never gotten lit by his spirit, then you can't even imagine what that kind of life can be. You see, just like the shepherds, they were in the dark. You know, I was with a, uh, family members that did the walk from Jerusalem to Bethlehem. It's about 70, uh, it took them about 10 days, and they stopped, and they actually camped out with the Bedouin shepherds, the real shepherds. And they experienced the, that night, and they even saw where the angels appeared, and they showed me pictures of Bedouin shepherds playing their rustic instruments, and it looked exactly what it must have been like when David, who eventually became king, played his instrument and sang. And just like that darkness that the shepherds were in that night when the angels appeared, sometimes there are dark clouds that kind of hang over our head that hang over our heart. And here's the thing, that Christ child that came, that light that split the sky in the darkness that the shepherds saw, he wants to do the exact same thing for each one of us here tonight. He wants to give you the greatest gift that mankind has ever known, and that's the Christ child who came to earth, he wants to give you a new story, a new heart, a new outlook. And your life may not change in your behaviors and your habits overnight, but your heart will. Your heart will be made new. And as you turn your heart toward him and toward, toward this Christ child and toward the purpose that he had when he was sent to this earth, your life will be changed. We can find hope. You know, and maybe somewhere deep inside you, you want to believe that. You want to believe that with all of your heart, this story that we sing about and talk about and pray about. You want hope because you know what it feels like not to have hope. You know what it feels like to be lonely. You know what it feels like to feel like that dark cloud is hanging over your head. Even those who won't admit it, you know what? Everybody really does long for the truth. 
We want to know the truth. We don't want to be faked out. We want to know the truth. Every year I look around at Christmas time and I always know that underneath the eggnog and the presents and the smiles and the looking good, feeling good, that there are those that, that struggle, that really have a difficult time going through this time of year. That maybe you've lost a loved one. I know it's going to be different for us this year because Buddy lost his, his mom and I lost my mother-in-law that I've had for 44 years. And I heard Amy Grant one time say, you can always kind of measure the Christmas by who's not there the next year. And uh, so there are times when it's, it, it just feels like this darkness is in there, struggling to have hope. And you know, in our world today, even in the church, there can be so much division. There can even be hatred. You know, some people sit on this side that don't want to talk to people that are sitting on that side. It happens even in church. There's division. There's hatred. It's sad, and none of us want that. None of us like that. And it can be hard to celebrate sometimes. Uh, this funny little cartoon that was out there, uh, a Santa Claus that looked a little hopeless, and he, he was saying, the little bubble said above his head, he said, I'm giving up on uh, making a naughty and nice list because these days nobody can agree on what's naughty. You know, we can't agree on anything, much less on what's naughty and, and what's not. It's a lot like what the prophet Isaiah said a lot of years ago, many, many years ago. Isaiah said this. He said, the people who walk in darkness. This was a promise to even us today and probably somebody here today that might be in the dark just like the shepherds were or sense that dark cloud over your head, Isaiah said, the people who walk in that darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. And of course, he was prophesying about who we're talking about here tonight. The Christ child sent specifically to this earth so that we could find forgiveness. You see, darkness is nothing new to God. In the beginning, he turned darkness into light. We know that by heart, don't we? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, the earth and he took the darkness and he turned it into light. And, he, and born on that night, so long ago, the Christ child, in the, he was born into darkness. He was born into violence. You know, we often think it's a silent night, holy night. It really wasn't. It was a mean, cruel world. There was slavery. There was oppression of the poor and the weak. There was violence. There was a powerful political Roman rule, the empire that was there that was so powerful. And to many people, God seemed very, very distant. They looked around and all they could see was all of this darkness and they didn't even have a sense that there was a God available to them. And that's what Joseph and Mary set out on that night. They set out into the darkness and they found themselves homeless. And we know that story. We probably read it every, every year. But they found themselves, after being forced by a corrupt government to comply with the census taking, they found that they had no place to stay. And, uh, you know, we kind of turned this into a sweet little story, but it was anything but sweet. Ladies, you know, if you've been pregnant, you know that at nine months and about ready to deliver, you're not going to be wanting to ride a donkey if that's what she did. You're not going to want to be 
walking from Jerusalem to, to Bethlehem. You're not going to want to uh, bed down in a stone-cold cave to have your child. But those were the conditions. And they were leaving this. They were trying to get away from this Roman rule. And that's what happened. The, sta the stable where Jesus was born that night was nothing more than a dark cave. And the manger, and I've seen that and when I was in Jerusalem, I've seen that stone manger, and that's what mangers the, the animals ate out of, and that's what Jesus was laid in. And you know, the, the, the uh, cattle probably weren't lowing. They were probably chewing their cuds and really annoying. They were probably slobbering all over the place. And the shepherds came, and these were rough, tough men that probably smelled like sheep and B.O., you know, we make a, a sweet little story out of this, but it was anything but sweet and calm, silent night. It was horrible conditions. And the shepherds that showed up there, they, they had heard from the angels, and they were considered unfit even to worship with decent people. And then there was the Christ child. And none of that mattered. Why? Because the light of the world was born. God, wrapped in flesh, came to earth. And all of those things, the darkness, the hopelessness, the fear, the doubt, it all faded away. And light, light that we're talking about to get lit with, overtook everything. Right now, maybe you feel the weight of darkness, like the darkness might be overtaking you. It's no different than people feel every day of their lives, even back when Jesus was born. But Buddy and I have really good news for you tonight, really good news. You're not here by chance. You're here to get lit this Christmas. Well, how many of you thought you were coming tonight to get lit? Well, anyway, you never know what happened at Salem Fields. We are glad that you're here. You're probably thinking, oh, no, two preachers. Anyway, there's a story of a remarkable event that took place a little more than 30 years ago in the Gulf of Mexico. Daryl Dorr was working on an oil rig. Maybe you heard this story. When the, when the rig suddenly started to wobble, kind of like that, uh, before too long, the rig tipped to one side and crashed into the water, and Daryl found himself trapped inside of a little room. And uh, as the rig, uh, as it sank deeper and deeper into the water, the lights uh, went out. Man, wouldn't that be a terrible place to be? And the room where Daryl was trapped began filling with water, and so he began to thrash around, and uh, Daryl made a life-saving discovery. There was a huge air bubble uh, that was forming in the corner of the room, and Daryl kept his head inside that bubble and prayed that someone would find him. And he waited for hours. And uh, Daryl saw a tiny light, a shimmering in the pitch black, dark water. It was real. After so many hours, uh, 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 he was beginning uh, to hallucinate from lack of oxygen. And Daryl squinted the eyes and the light seemed brighter and he squinted again and he wasn't hallucinating, the light was real. It was coming from the helmet uh, of a diver who was looking for him and who had come to rescue him. Man, his long nightmare was over. He was saved by a tiny 
sliver of light shimmering in the black, uh, pitch black water. The light of Jesus is a real light. And you know, no matter how tiny it is in your world or even in your life, it breaks through the darkness of our lives in our world. The Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that uh, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I want you to repeat that with me. Uh, that last verse. Can we do that? The light shines in darkness. Nope, you had it up there. Let's do it again. The light shines in darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Let's do it one more time. The light shines in darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Folks, it's real. The darkness, no matter how dark or how we think of our world and how things are going in your own life, there's no matter what you think, there is a place in our life that we can be where um, darkness cannot overcome it. You may seem, you may be in a dark place in your life tonight. I know that for some here tonight, it isn't all well in your world uh, at Christmas. You know, I said Sunday, uh, maybe somebody's taken the Mary right out of your Christmas. You see, I know there are some people uh, tonight that are hurting that are here. You know, there are some people that, uh, you know, that maybe your uh, marriage is struggling. Or you have a broken relationship that's just troubling you. Maybe your finances are messed up or you feel all alone. Or maybe you're struggling with an addiction or a health issue or the loss of a close one, a loved one, or the pain of abuse from Christmas past. And therefore, you have a hard time believing uh, that the light of the world can make any difference in your life. Here's some really, really good news, and Gay's already shared that on this Christmas Eve, Eve night, uh, night, the first step toward getting lit. It's the first step toward getting lit, okay? Believe. Just simply believe. Believe in the one who came some 2,000 years ago. He broke through darkness, and he broke in to, through darkness through a tiny light. Believe the promise of hope and redemption. Believe the promise of hope, love, and compassion. I'm talking about believing in Jesus. Not in a story. Not in a, not in a manger scene. I'm talking about believing in the redemption and love and compassion. I'm talking about a man. I'm talking about Jesus. He is the light of the world. He was born to light up our lives and our world. You know, because of darkness, because of Jesus, darkness doesn't get to win. Because of Jesus, evil doesn't get to win. Because of Jesus, hopelessness doesn't win. Because of Jesus, sin does not win. None of those things I just spoke of get a W in the win column. It's about like the Redskins. Uh, <laughs> the light has come, and Jesus gets the win. You see, he has the last word in our world. He has the last word. Nothing is settled in your life. Nothing is settled in my life. Nothing is settled in our world. Jesus gets the last word. He gets the win. He is overcome, and he is in the wind column. John 12, 46 says, Jesus says, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer wander in darkness. John 8, 12, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So I don't know what your world's like tonight. 
And I don't want to put a cold blanket on your world. But maybe you're one of the people here tonight that, you know, it's just, just been a kind of a dark year. Gone through a lot of difficult times. I know a lot of people at Salem Fields have been through a lot of difficult times this year. But we've come to the end of a year. We've come to another Christmas Eve. We've come to this place in our life where we can once again come to the understanding and knowledge that Jesus Christ came to light up our world. He came to overcome the darkness of sin because the Bible says that we've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. But the good news of the gospel is Jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. And that all who believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I can tell you, Jesus wins. And when our life is filled with the light of Jesus, one day we'll be in the wind column. Whatever we're dealing with tonight, we'll be in the wind column. One day we will get the victory because of Jesus Christ. He come, he came, he came just as the light of the world, just when the world needed him most. I think of that trapped uh, guy on the oil rig. Just probably when he was ready to give up hope, there was a sliver of light. And I'm here to say to you tonight, maybe there's things that are dark in your world, but just look, there's a sliver of light. And that light is Jesus. And he wants to shine in your heart. So get lit this Christmas. That's coming from your pastor. Get lit this Christmas with the light and love of Jesus. And you will never, ever again be weighed down by darkness. If you will do that tonight, then you will truly understand why we've gathered tonight and why we do this every year. It's because we believe that people need the light of the world, Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, we're grateful for this gathering tonight on a Monday night, Christmas Eve Eve. Father, we're so thankful for every person that came to this place tonight. Wow, I was overwhelmed, Lord, as I stood at the door tonight and, and uh, went from place to place. Lord, and how many people came out on a Monday night, busy day, probably a work day. But God, I believe, as Gay said, every person in this room, those that are worshiping online, God, we believe, God, that you have drawn them here to be here to hear this message. There's someone tonight, if it's just one person that this message was ordained for, God, I pray tonight that your light, just a sliver of light, would shine in their dark heart, dark world tonight and be filled with the light of Jesus. That they can leave this place tonight with a W in the wind column. With all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed and no one looking around as we begin to wind this service down, maybe you would say, you know what? My world has been a little dark. It has been a difficult year. And I have been looking for a little light. Well, that light, for you and I was born some 2,000 years ago in a dark, dark cave on a cold, cold night. And he grew up and he became a man. And he taught and walked and taught and healed and died. He died for our sins. And if you're here tonight and you've never accepted him, as your Lord and Savior, if you've never accepted him as your Savior tonight, I'm not talking about religion, I'm talking about a relationship. I'm talking about having a relationship with the creator of the universe who has been since the beginning of all time. If you've never confessed your sins and asked him to be your Savior tonight, I will give you that opportunity as we close out. 
You know, before I do that, maybe you're here tonight and you are a believer in Jesus Christ. But you would say on this Christmas Eve, it's a little dark for you. A little difficult time for you tonight. I want, I want us to pray for you too as well. So if that's you tonight, and you'd just like for us to pray for you, with all of our heads bowed, I don't want to embarrass anyone. With all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, would you just slip up your hand and say, yeah, buddy, pray for me tonight. Anybody? Yep, quite a few hands, quite a few hands. I had a feeling tonight. Father, you can put them right back down. Anybody else? Father, I pray the light of Jesus would shine into the darkness that these that raised their hand tonight is experiencing in their life. I pray, dear God, that you would wrap your loving arms of love and comfort around them, Lord. And I pray that as they open their eyes tonight, their heart tonight, Lord, that they'll see just a little sliver of light begin to break through in the darkness. You'll meet every need that they have tonight, God. Everything in Jesus is a win. It is a win. And I don't know what you feel like you've lost tonight or that you're losing, but one day it'll be in the win column if you hold on to Jesus. Maybe you're here tonight you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. You've never asked him to forgive you of your sins. I want to ask you, if you would, would you just pray this prayer with me tonight? This will probably be our last Christmas. It will be our last Christmas Eve up on the stage. There's nothing more that Gay and I have ever been called to, and that is to see people walk out of darkness into light. And maybe tonight you're walking in darkness of sin, and you want to find forgiveness through the light of Jesus. Would you pray this prayer with me? Dear Jesus, you don't have to pray it out loud. You pray it in your heart. Jesus. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe, Jesus, that you were born in a stable and that you died on a cross. That's what's important, that, he died, that you died on a cross for my sins. Then you just simply say, Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. And then you invite Jesus into your heart. Jesus, I invite you into my heart to be my Savior. The Bible says that we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. The Bible says we shall be saved. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us all of our sins. And so tonight, if you prayed that prayer, I invite you tonight to thank Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. And thank you. Thank you for being my Savior. Now, with all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed quickly, we're going to close out. I'm not going to drag this on. Just want you, I want to be able to pray for you. If you prayed that prayer tonight and you invited Christ into your life, we want to pray for you tonight. Would you just simply just say, you know what, I prayed that prayer. I believe that. I want to witness that to Jesus tonight, and I want you to pray for me, buddy. If you prayed that prayer, anybody tonight, would you just slip up your hand? Anybody like that tonight? Yep, I see your hand. Thank you. Anybody else? Yes, I see your hand. Yes, I see your hand. Anyone else? I prayed that prayer. Anyone else? Just slip your hand up, put it right back down one last time. I don't want to miss anybody. Father, I pray for those who slipped up their hand tonight. I pray, dear God, that you would wrap your loving arms around them, that your spirit would witness to their spirit that they are sons and daughters, sons or daughters of the most high God. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done here tonight. 
We praise you, we honor you, and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Heavenly Father, my prayer tonight is that we would all continue to sing, O come let us adore him. We adore you tonight, Father. We thank you for the light that you sent to earth for each one of us so that we can have forgiveness, a new life, a new story. Thank you, Father, for the beautiful spirit here right now. Thank you for each per person represented here tonight. Lord, you love all of us so very much, no matter what, no matter what. So, Father, thank you for those online. Thank you, God, for all of those that we will encounter throughout this season, Lord. May we be the light that you've called us to be because Jesus shines through us. Thank you for those that have come to know you in a personal way tonight, Lord. The light split through the darkness in some hearts here tonight, Lord. It's all because of Jesus. And so we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise for everything that's happened here tonight. In Jesus' name we pray.